I'm Will. And I'm Luke. And this is Will and Luke Discuss. A vodcast. And podcast. Where we discuss content related to psychology, personal growth, self-development, and well-being. This This episode, episode, we're discussing Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport, Choosing a Focused Life in a Noisy World. So this book is about the perils of the digital world and how online technologies, um, general technology overall, you know, laptops, phones, smartphones, apps, social media, all of that is kind of just destroying our lives in in a number of ways. It kind of, it affects our ability to focus on tasks at any one time. It's addictive, it's exhausting, it's distracting, it can be mindless, it wastes time, it gets our priorities all wrong. And it's a, it's a distraction from all the things that are important to us and that we value. And I think what, what Cal Newport is trying to say in this book is his philosophy of digital minimalism, which is a philosophy of technology use which in which you focus your online time on a small number of carefully selected and optimized activities that strongly support things you value and then happily miss out on everything else. Nice. So, yeah, that's kind of the, uh, the <laughs> Great op- summary. opening summary. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I, I guess I'm really keen to kind of um, get into this and talk about some of the – he's got some practical strategies that he discusses that I think we can um, compare and contrast about. Yeah. Um, he's got some – kind of underlying philosophical ideas about how we should be spending our time in new <coughs> ways as opposed to spending them online. Yeah. And also I think a point of interest, I think for this that's going to be good is um, me and you have probably got quite different levels of engagement with social media in particular. And um, uh, we've got different histories in terms with our um, use of phones and laptops and internet and all that sort of thing. So yeah, I think there'll yeah. be some good, a good chance to compare our, uh, insights i'm interested because yeah. uh, i know you're not you're not big on social media so um <laughs> that'd be one thing we can certainly uh yeah we'll compare on. That. yeah it's still um yeah. it's interesting how yeah it's still very relevant to me nonetheless nonetheless so i, I don't use like facebook mm. or instagram but i you know digital life <clears throat> is you know spread everywhere it talks about netflix and even things like texting and email and that stuff can yeah. still really uh be addictive and, and sink a lot of your and, attention yeah. oh god yeah youtube mm. cycles and uh, rabbit holes so um i guess he starts by sort of talking about the the philosophy of how this is like quite a new problem sort of since yeah. uh and that we it wasn't it wasn't a problem anyone really signed up for, nor was it even designed in the first place. So the two mm, mm. two big ones he talks about, Facebook and the iPhone, like it's like all the addictive features of Facebook, the like buttons, the tagging people in photos, that sort of um, social slot machine type stuff. That kind of came later because originally it was just a, a way to sort of, you know, look at, it, it was only for college students at the time, wasn't it? And it was just a way to yeah. look, look at, each other's profiles and who was dating who it was kind of like a pseudo dating platform and then it it sort of mm. evolved into this monster years later and he talks about it in a similar way the iphone was supposed to just be an ipod where you could make calls off it and it was yeah. never really anticipated that you'd get sort of addicted to it and be constantly checking to it and it would be like stuck to your hip all day and mm. that you'd be mm. you know sunk into social mm. media on it and so it was interesting that first these technologies you know maybe in the 2000s kind of arose but then all the addictive components um, emerged out of them and then they were capitalized on uh once they realized that the 
you know, the attention economy was how to make money. You need to We'd push ads in, yeah. front of, yeah. in front of people. And the way that you can make the most money doing that is by getting as much of their attention as possible. So then it only became like a design trait later where you've got like retweeting, mm. tagging, liking, all the stuff that gets people like hooks on, like I say, like these slot machines. And mm. yeah, so I guess that's the sort of... um brief historical backdrop to this and now he's saying or Cal Newport saying in this book you know we're at a point where unless you think about this critically and proactively and um on your own terms you, you'll just get sunk into like it's sunk into the vortex of it because it's so powerful that they, they like they spend billions on you know the psycho psychological traps that they lock you into and so it's something that you're really up against a massive dragon trying to fight this. And he, he kind of makes the, the argument that you can do it, but you've got to, you've got to attack this from the angle of like, you are the, the minority and you are like the David against the mm. Goliath trying to yes. use these apps for your benefit rather than allowing, allowing them to sort of take over your life and your attention span. And we need to, we need to start, you know, from scratch, start yeah. again, like to take it all away and yeah. then build based on our values. I think I'm um, just kind of to add on to what you said about like the history of this is yeah. he's saying that now we're at this point where, you know, it's, it's totally taken over our attention. It's totally distracting us. It's yeah. exhausting for us. And that he quotes this, um, this guy called Andrew Sullivan, who wrote this article called, I used to be a human being. I don't know if yeah. you read it, but it was, a uh, is written in the New York times magazine. And he just writes this just ho horrifying account, basically just about like how social media and, um, phones and technology is just totally taken over his life. And what he's saying yeah. is that there's this, there's an online life now on top of our, real life and that's yeah. not something that we're used to having like we're it's almost like we exist outside of <clears> ourselves <throat> in this in this digital world and it's affecting yeah. our ability to kind of like sit in moments um to connect with people in in a genuine um way which is something i'd, I'd really love to um get onto as a real standout in the book for me in a later chapter but you know it affects our ability yet to connect to focus yeah. to work and it's it's really dominating yeah basically he's he's suggesting a number of strategies um in this philosophy in which we can, we can attack this. And um, yeah. I guess firstly, he does, he, um, he, he suggests kind of a digital declutter, which is bas basically saying that we need to take everything away that is, um, you know, non, non optional. Um, and then like for 30 days, totally move away from it and then reintegrate them with purpose in a really meaningful way bring bring mm. them back in with like a set of some intention and yeah. so that we're able to like really optimize the technologies we do have as tools rather than being slaves to them i think um yeah yeah and, and he, he, he does reflect on yeah oh, you he recommends you taking yeah. a break for 30 days because it, he's like we've got into a place where we're so sort of addicted and um our compulsions are so strong that we kind of need that 30 days to remember what life was like yeah. before this stuff. Yeah. And and only mm. then can we really make those decisions based on our values in an easier way. I mean, for full disclosure, I haven't done that. Like I probably didn't finish the book 30 days ago, but, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's like it, the re I guess it's the difference between say uh, if we go with physical minimalism and the Marie Kondo book we read, it's kind of like, well, you can just plow on with that now. Like 
think what you want your room to look like (laughs) and get rid of anything that doesn't fit in that image Mm, right mm. and he's taking the same approach but saying we also need a gap because we need to sort of yeah that's the word isn't it detox like we need to remind our bodies and our minds what life was like before um we felt such compulsions to to check these things all the time or to yeah netflix like alone or the youtube yeah yeah we need to like yeah and it's also there's like a physical reaction we have to this as well it's kind of really integrated our into our into our bodies and the yeah. way we like you know people were feeling like buzzes in their pockets that don't exist or yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like every, every time we're kind of waiting for uh you know waiting at the till or we get at a bus stop like people are checking their phones it's kind of as you say like learning to um step away from that uh what's he called like a reflexive compulsion to like yeah. grab it and look at it all the time it's, it's yeah. uh i guess it's really shocking now you know you look how you're on a train or something like how many people are on their phones and yeah I, I think at the beginning he does um there's he does reflect a bit on like we that we've got um like we have an inability to kind of like sit by ourselves and do nothing like we, we can't <clears throat> do that anymore like it's yeah and he, he quotes louis ck as well at the beginning which i yeah. thought was quite interesting um like we we, we can't he's basically saying that we can't bear to be alone for a second now it's yeah. taken over so much that we can't simply just just be and connect with people like our phones are just tethered yeah. to our to our bodies it's like an extension of ourselves yeah so um i guess we're talking about this in a quite a sinister and negative way so i guess it's yeah. worth pointing out the case for why you know if someone's like well i like this stuff why why is it why could it be damaging i guess one of the things that he highlights is that um in the same way that like fast food can fill you up but doesn't provide you with nutrition doesn't actually meet a lot of core nutritional needs but it gives you the sensation that it does in that kind of same way that when we Mm. connect um without you know tone of voice without eye contact without like physical you know, present the more presence that's gone. So if we're talking about text-based communication or just like pinging buttons mm-hmm. at each other, kind of gives us the sensation in the same way, you know, chips do that that you know, something needs being met, and therefore you would not eat the other healthier food because you're already full, right? So you're less likely mm-hmm. to seek mm-hmm. out um, phone calls or, or face-to-face interactions or meet people in a coffee shop if you've. If you if you're kind of feeling as if you're meeting these cravings, meeting these needs in easier mm. ways, but then it does leave you like to carry on the analogy, like nutritionally deprived of the actual connection you get from tone of voice, from eye contact, from all the stuff that is missed mm. out on. Um, so that's one that- argument for why you know it's not a good idea to get sucked into this too much as a way of communicating with people. Mm. You um you you've actually touched on my favorite part of the book. Oh, yeah, the, like, on. One of my one of my key yeah key interests. So he's um the bit around you know what you you're kind of saying to that like we're we're getting used to like shallow level interactions, kind of yeah. sending someone a quick um a quick text, being like oh hey how's it going, and then just having like spread out conversations via text over the course of yeah. the rest of your life, um, <laughs> as opposed to kind of like actually what he describes as um you know um conversation centric communication. So. Yeah. I think I really related to this because there's sometimes I've got um, some friends who I kind of might touch base with every now and again and you're texting them and it kind of feels like you're in touch and it feels like you know what's going on in each other's lives. But then if you call them like and have like a 40, you know, 45 minute hour long um, phone call, 
that actually keeps the relationship going. Like yeah. you, you can't, he's basically saying like, we can't sustain relationships in our lives with these small, shallow level interactions, mm. like these little like um, short texts. And what one strategy he does, I guess, to jump onto the strategy from that yeah. is basically that, you know, t- texting should be for exchanging information yep. or arranging a time to give someone a call. Yeah. Because th- that, that takes up a lot of our time, like um, managing all these incomes uh sorry in inputs from different directions yeah from all these different apps like whether it's like whatsapp messenger yeah. text email yeah like we're constantly managing these whereas actually just like a deep meaningful phone call would probably be one more productive but also like would deepen the relationship with the person that you're um yeah. you're talking to yeah yeah so just to yeah. highlight that it, yeah, it makes the case that to sort of he suggests seeing connection only yeah, verbally or or ideally in person with the eye contact and everything with the touch mm. if you can. But um, but yeah, just just choosing not to see text-based forms of communication as connection. So therefore, you as you say, you only use them as you only see them as tools to communicate information or to exchange scheduling to like when when are we going to meet up for this phone call or mm. go to this for dinner or whatever it might be. Yeah. Mm. And he's saying that there's like been a changed meaning to what it means to be a friend now. He's <laughs> yeah. saying that we, we think it means like responding to their texts within a few hours means we're a good friend. Whereas right, actually yeah, yeah. a good friend is someone who you like, you have like a real connection with who you can yeah. like, I don't know, talk about your problems or share your inner life with <laughs> rather than just these kind of like shallow level texts. And I guess in the, the practical element of that, it just does keep you stuck. Mm. stuck to your phone if you're constantly managing those i guess i was uh i was reflecting a bit how you um you tend to text in that way i feel you don't yeah. you don't seem a very conversational texter <laughs> no um yeah i hate it um, <laughs> i hate that feeling of like yeah you, you've just replied and then i don't know what i don't know if i'm like hypersensitive to the anxiety of it or something but yeah the mm. the sort of waiting for messages to come through and then the having to like think about what you're going to say in a reply and thumb it out and it's not i, I find none of it <laughs> pleasant so maybe like i i have less battle with it so i'm just like that i don't i don't get much of any win from it at all so it's easy for mm, me just mm. to see it as infinite like i just don't engage in conversation that way um mm. so so yeah i guess it's one of the things you point out at the start that so i I used to have Facebook for years ago. Um, I haven't had it for a few years now. Uh, I've never used Instagram or Twitter. Um, so I use, <clears throat> I'm just trying to think of like the digital stuff I use. I, I use email, I use WhatsApp, I uh, text and use a phone. I have a Netflix subscription and I use YouTube and I semi-regularly and impulsively check BBC Sport. <laughs> That's probably my yeah. like digital life, <laughs> yeah. if I could sum it up to that. Um, yeah, yeah. And even within that, I've reading through this book, I certainly found problems like those times where you just allow the next le- Netflix show to roll over, yeah, or you yeah, find yeah, yourself yeah. down a YouTube rabbit hole, or even the email. I find like after I've seen a client, I've since reading this book, I notice I just have this compulsive. I just click on the email thing compulsively and. 
and often really unintentionally as in the sense of I don't intend to reply to anything. So I, I mm, look at it mm. and I'm like, oh, I'll do that later. <laughs> and it's like, there was no, that only served me suffering by doing that. If I'm not actually going to process the email, like just don't look at it. So well, this- that's one of his, um, his, t- his tactics. He says, you know, I guess like in this, we can just kind of throw in some of the practices. Yeah. He says like one of them is um, set times in which to look at your phone and respond to messages yeah rather than like checking them and then responding later because then there's all there's constantly these like unclosed loops so what he yeah. suggests is like yeah pick like um i guess that's what i've been trying to do is like yeah. check at certain times of the day and then respond yeah. in, in bulk um yeah yeah so that yeah. i've i've yeah. picked that up one up as well so the last few mm-hmm. days or so i've um you know, at four, four o'clock, I've called my sort of correspondence time. So then I will sort of commit to opening my email and processing them all. Um, I don't necessarily, like if there are some that will obviously take a long time to to actually respond to, because there's a lot of information or something, it's, it's more like a project, then I've sort of, I'll stick that in my my second brain and sort that out later. You schedule a time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. if if it's just general quick processing, uh, I sort mm-hmm. of at four o'clock I've I've gone through processed all them, got me in box to zero, and then opened WhatsApp, done the same of that. I turned off all the notifications on WhatsApp and I was just checking it at four four o'clock. Um which I probably should. I realized after I'd done that, I should probably tell people who contact me through that, that I've done that. Cause yeah, my partner yesterday was like, Oh, I texted you about, I was going to be out. I was like, oh, I turned off all my notifications. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, it was just, I found it so much more freeing just in my, um, well, firstly, I start noticing these little compulsions, right? Like I say, that email tabs right there. And, and when, I come up against a barrier. So I've got to write some client notes or I'm on a project. I'm getting a bit stuck. There's just a compulsion to click something easy and distract yourself. Yeah. So ha- yeah. I'm having to like, it reminds me of when we um, read atomic habits and we were like, you made a list of all your bad habits and sort of tried to raise your consciousness to them. I'm having that same mm. thing again with this, which is quite yeah. interesting. Yeah. I thought, I thought um, even though you might not have a, um, yeah, as you say, like as many, um, apps or things you're engaging with online, that there'd still be something to kind of learn from it. Like it's interesting, like why it is that we're kind of pulled towards those things. And I guess it is an individual journey, like learning yeah. about like why, why it is it that you check and what yeah. are you achieving? I, I def- and definitely raising consciousness is obviously the first step to yeah. all of this. So that's what I think that's what this book does well at the beginning. It's kind of like, here's the harms. Yeah. Here's why you're doing what you're doing because it's been designed this way. Yeah. Um, now take your chance. <laughs> now, now like, you can work on this based yeah. on your values. I think, I think what you're, I guess what I'm hearing and what you're saying is that you don't want to waste time constantly checking email. You value being more present in activities you're doing. And when you do things, seeing them through, or at least coming up with a plan to when you're going to finish them, that, yeah. that sounds like a, like a long drawn out value that it sounds like you have. And I think yeah. if that's the value you hold, then the, the process that flows from that is by being like, okay, at four o'clock, I will um, reply to emails or come up with a time to handle that project. So I think that that's a, that's a real good big takeaway for me as well from this. Yeah. I've probably had about four or five maybe habits I've employed from the book. So um, that's definitely one of them. Um, What was I going to say? Oh yeah. So one, a thing that makes this, more complicated than some let's say addictions is that it's and so not to demonize media and digital life too much because there, there there is undoubtedly 
benefits to be gained from these things, right? It's so much mm, more convenient mm. to send an email than having to write a letter and go to the post office and stuff. Yeah. So, so like compared to something like smoking, where it's like your aim would probably just be to quit, right? Yeah, I, I want to never do any of that again. <laughs> That's whereas mm, this mm. is more complicated because he's trying to have us sort of mine the nuggets of gold that are in this stuff whilst not yeah. getting sucked into the um sort of a, a, attention addictions that often these things either deliberately or not like pull on us and so that it kind of yeah. brings an extra complexity in that you know it's 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 no one size fits all i i certainly wouldn't say facebook is just 100 bad because i'm you know when i have used it in the past the things that kept me there were definitely more like the like the group groups you could have on there were really helpful because mm. you could stay in mm. touch with people from like conferences and things and network in a way that especially if people mm. were abroad and stuff so i definitely yeah, yeah. want to highlight that the project of this book is to try to mine the bits that you can get value from whilst really trying to not get sucked into the negatives um, around it yeah yeah I, I, it sounds like you're talking about like the the second principle of yeah like digital minimums which is like op optimization that's yeah. what he's saying so making sure like how, how do we get the maximum benefits out of the the apps that we do have so he's saying like less is more like how can we make the most out of what we do have so for example like with with facebook or something like i'm thinking like if the thing you get the most benefit from that is groups yeah is kind of like then just use it for groups and yeah. find a way of doing that. Like don't follow anyone or just yeah. have like an account that you check once a week on a Saturday morning yeah. <laughs> at nine o'clock to see what the groups you're involved with are doing. Like, And there's lots of little tricks kind of like, for this, right? Because you can even you yeah. talk about someone in the book. They just set a bookmark tab on their browser, which took them straight to the Facebook group they cared about. So rather than having yeah. to go to the homepage and risk getting sucked into all that nonsense, yeah, yeah, like yeah, they yeah, just yeah, tabbed yeah. straight to their group and and then came out of it and, you know, did it on a laptop rather than a phone. So there are all these like little and, tricks yeah. and hacks you can do. Yeah. I think that, that's where, that's where I actually find this, this was quite like an enjoyable process. And I guess yeah. it is a process just highlighting that, um, you know, kind of finding ways in which to really maximize. It. And as he says, like being intentional with this, there's so much satisfaction in that. Yeah. You know, being like, okay, I'm just going to check this once a week. And then you kind of do that. And then you realize that like, maybe it's not as important as you thought it was. Like if you end up checking Facebook, this is so. what I've done. Like yeah. end up checking like Facebook, like once a week, just to see if those, you know, I've been invited to like a dinner, obviously yeah. not much going on at the moment, but like invited to a dinner or there was like, I don't know, maybe someone uploaded a photo with me or something that might be nice to kind of save yeah. or someone's invited me or like a friend request from, you know, someone at work or something like, so I don't miss it. Yeah. You kind of go on, you realize like, I actually don't need to be checking that daily. Like I can check this like once a week, once every two weeks, and I'm probably yeah. not going to miss out on a whole lot of the benefits that I actually get from it, which are mm -hmm. the things I've just said. And it sounds mm -hmm. like for you, like groups would be the benefits, but it's, uh, I think he's asking you to do that with kind of like everything and ask, ask yourself, like, do I, also, I, I like this uh, question. He says, yeah. like, if you were going to pay for these services, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what would you pay for? Like, yeah. how much would you pay for it? And he how said, would you if you were like paying per minute, how would you spend on Facebook? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's um, a really interesting question, isn't it? So he's asking yeah. you, like, yeah, te tear it down and start again, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And the I guess the underlying main principle, which 
you know, all these tricks and hacks might be different for everyone depending on their circumstances. Um, mm. But the principle is like, do it intentionally or deliberately or, or on your own terms. Mm. You know, you're not getting mm. um, locked into compulsive checking and, and you're on, I don't know, other people's terms, on Facebook's terms. When you, Whenever you get pinged or notified, then you're just sort of, your boundaries are wide open to get distracted, aren't they? So I guess the main takeaway is however you do this, do it on your terms. And so that's kind of the, then you can use that principle to strategize all your little tricks and hacks and how you actually want to design your digital lifestyle. Did you, um, did you enjoy the section where he talks a bit about like solitude and spending time alone? Did you do you feel that resonated with you at all? Yeah. Not, yeah, I'll definitely. Talk about it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it yeah, was another, yeah. um, it was another cost, hidden cost of this technology is mm. that like you never need to be bored. <laughs> like there's you yeah. there's never a time, if you've always got a phone with you, there's never a time where you sort of have to spend time with your own thoughts. Like you're sat in a waiting mm. room, you're in queue at a supermarket, you're walking to the supermarket. Like, yeah, since he, he talked about, you know, there were Walkmans and stuff in, in the nineties, but like really you didn't see like everyone walking around with earbuds in their head and like mm, faces mm. down at a screen, right? People were just, their ears were open to the world. Their eyes were up to the it's world. It's almost like, I can't remember it. It's like, <laughs> I, know, I know it was true. Yeah, I think I, I did. You have an interesting point there about like how now, like we, it's almost like we've got a soundtrack to our lives, like even to the point of like constantly listening to music. Yeah not necessarily being on an app, but it's like, we're constantly listening to things. It's like, there's no, there's no space to kind of come up with new ideas in your head or yes. like have a, um, what to say, like develop a closeness with yourself and your yeah. experience within the world. Like that's a really, that's a really Definitely. important thing to have to be able to like sit with your feelings. And no wonder we're feeling yeah. as a nation more anxious and depressed because we can't handle the, yeah. the feelings that are coming in. Maybe that's the wrong way of wording it, but do you know what I mean? Like they're, they're, it, it can develop an inability to sit with yourself and yeah. difficult emotions if there's always a way to distract yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah and it's not obvious, mm. right? It's, it's we we wouldn't have gone yes, around yeah. before if we were to sort of list our needs. We wouldn't have probably realised that all this time, inevitably, we have throughout the day. Just in, he defined solitude. It was it was like not having input from like any other people's communication. So that could be listening to music, watching a screen, like reading something, mm -hmm. like looking at mm -hmm. messages, any, anything yeah. that's like someone else has made this information and is feeding it to me. So my t solitude is when the only information you have is generated by your own mind. So, so you're only with mm -hmm. yourself and your own thoughts, basically. And as you say, you know, that it, it's almost like it's a hidden need because we usually just get it and not realize. But, but nowadays you can get by every day without that. And he's saying that that's, yeah, that's a big cost for like mental health, depression, anxiety. You, <clears throat> there's a, they label people born after 1995, the I, I gen, I generation. And like those from that year, I think once you were sort of, like 12 or something, I think Facebook was there. So it was kind of like these people have just grown yeah. up with it. And there's just a, a massive spike in sort of mental health problems for that generation, yeah, even from stats, people yeah. a few years before, you know, it's like quite a significant and instant rise. 
Um, I, I, I do feel very um, part of that. Yeah, I, I do feel very um, grateful in a way that I, and I guess this will show my age, but like I'm grateful there was a period in my life where phones weren't really a thing. Yeah, like it was kind of it's there's something I can hold on to knowing that like I remember how that felt to kind yeah. of just kind of go and knock on your house or like yeah. have a walkie-talkie to like <laughs> our next door neighbor, like one of our mates <laughs> next door to me. Like you know, we, we we weren't kind of glued to them, you know. And even yeah. when phones did come out, they were pretty like rubbish. Yeah, weren't very. We didn't necessarily. You, carry you wouldn't them check around. them constantly. Well, no, you wouldn't. No. Like I remember my even my dad when he got a phone, like he would kind of like he would only take it if he was like going away somewhere far away like you yeah. wouldn't necessarily like if he was just going to walk down the shops and come yeah. back he wouldn't, wouldn't take it with him put it in your he pocket take it. He was like, yeah yeah so like, i'm i'm going um i know he's like d- driving somewhere he's going to be there for half a day to, and just yeah. let us know like pop the kettle on when he's coming home or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah it wouldn't be like you wouldn't use it in the same way yeah. like I, I guess i'm just uh i suppose how this relates to solitude is like we were used to just kind of like like we were fine before then like we were okay like it yeah. wasn't like we we needed distracting this things come along and it's like oh thank god we can we can uh, heal yeah. our bored minds you know yeah, there were like <laughs> two stages right there yeah. was there was before phones before just people had them yeah and then they started coming in but then it wasn't really until smartphones that like people were glued to them in the same way and like like you say yeah. when we were sort of teenagers even when we got them we didn't we didn't really use them to contact each other. We just knock on each other's doors and wouldn't yeah. necessarily carry them around with us. Yeah. And plus no, it was bloody expensive. Got... It's like 12 P to send a text. I <laughs> oh, know. I know. Yeah. And you'd be like using all the, yeah. yeah. It's just interesting. It's interesting. The development, you just think of like kids now growing up and yeah. stuff. And yeah, so I'm not trying to go too much down that Avenue, but yeah. um, I yeah, suppose yeah. it's a, uh, it's interesting, like the development of it, but um, I like one of the practical suggestions he says, and I know, it's interesting, like he's saying, like leave your phone at home and go out for like a walk, pretty much, or just like yeah. practice having like half days, like not having yeah. it, like learn to. Because I think a lot of people feel very anxious if they're told like, "I oh, don't like leave your phone at home when you go to work today" or something. Yeah, but in theory, you don't need. Well, it's I, I, well, that's yeah. Maybe that, maybe I'm approaching that wrong. Like maybe some people do need it, or it's it's like comforting to have the phone in an emergency and stuff like that. But yeah. he's saying, you know, it's something I've. I remember telling you this on an older podcast is that yeah. I used to work as a casual worker and when phone calls came through yeah. um, or texts came through, it was always in my mind that it might be mm. a shift. So I was yeah. like, oh, if I miss this phone call, I miss this text, I'm going to miss a shift of work. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess what I did to counteract that was like make a, like a fancy like ringtone or vibration in my pocket. Yeah. So if it's going off, like it's this mad ass like vibration, I'm like, ah, that's work. I can, right. I can justify pulling myself away from what I'm doing for the sake of like earning some money. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Then, and so there, there yeah. are lots of hacks in that, right? So you can even yeah. now set your Special settings ringtones or- to, well, to, you know, only certain people can disturb you or you can set it. So um, yeah, so you you could have it. So your phone's on do not disturb, but apart from your work number, perhaps they could get through. Mm. So that's not Or your that. partner. If it was something exactly. like, I think that's something I'm, I'm kind of, um, like experiment, like putting, um, you know, like who who is it that I'm happy to be contacted by when I'm in the zone with something else or something? Because, you know, often people people might have kids and that sort of thing and they they like, you know, if their kid gets sick, they would want to hear from the nursery teacher or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. People have different priorities and I guess it's like what is worth 
being distracted by yeah 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 and deciding that deciding that doing that deliberately yeah so i am committing to to that if i'm in this space where i'm working or whatever that i won't be distracted unless under these circumstances and then changing your settings to fit those circumstances you you can even do it so um if someone contacts you like tries to call you twice in the space of two minutes i think like their first call won't get through but their second call will so it sort of indicates that they're keen (laughs) or that it could be an emergency you know yeah Um, it's going down yeah (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. any other Um, like hacks that you've uh, been using since the book yeah so let let me uh, maybe i'll just have a quick look um so oh here's one so scheduling low quality leisure so this is kind of where it ties into what you were saying earlier about like he's he's kind of saying you can't cut it out entirely yeah and maybe it's good for you um to give yourself like once a day or maybe once a week just to like just go on all your social medias and just like check them out mindlessly yeah. scroll just kind of get it out of your system and yeah. i think he says like eventually that will like you'll realize that you're wasting your time but it's kind of giving yourself um i think we've done this in a few other podcasts you know talk about like give, give yourself kind of a bit of a is it a carrot or give yourself like yeah give yourself a bit of grace just to kind of exercise the chimp that's it yeah. <laughs> we thought we'd talk about that book again um yeah but it's um yeah give yourself a chance to just like flex and just be mindless and just like you know even kind of if you look at your work week you're like okay i'm probably gonna be pretty tired after that shift i'm gonna let myself just enjoy watching one hour of like mindless crap tv yeah, yeah. and just just dig it like so give, yeah giving yourself like a bit of an excuse um to, to do that yeah um what other ones he's got so yeah con- consolidating texting leaving yeah. your phone at home i quite liked um another one i i liked on this as well was um stuff about turning your devices into like single purpose things some um, um, yeah. computers so like in terms of like t- taking social media off your phone so i don't use um i'm working on not yeah. using instagram on my phone and yeah. only just using it on my laptop and then and Facebook as well. So like when I check it, it's kind of when I'm doing my weekly review, yeah. um, the Tiago Forte one. So, you know, and kind of going, yeah. going through like, I'll Your go through all my emails, I'll go through my calendar, I'll go through my notes, I'll go through like any um, outstanding tasks that need doing. I'll do my weekly check on Instagram. I'll do my weekly check. So trying to put it in more of a, like a structured yeah. way of doing it rather than it just being like an impulsive thing. And there's, there's obviously other hacks in terms on your phone of like, um, you know, putting your phone black and white, um, reducing the functions, like turning off any apps you don't need, putting them on like the second screen so they're not as accessible. Turning off notifications is one that I found is really useful. But I, again, I'm I'm experimenting and toying with that. Yeah. Sometimes I can get stuck in the mode of like, because there's no notifications, yeah. I'm tempted to to check it. Yeah, yeah. But if there was notifications, I would glance and be like, ah, there's no notifications. So I don't need to open up the phone to look at the That's interesting. Yeah. Well, that would beg the question of like, so either there's, I'm just thinking that one through, either there, there could be like people, you specific people or interactions you're wondering if you've been notified for, in which case you could let those ones in specifically. Or well, that's what I'm thinking. Like even hearing like, from my partner and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like I was gonna say, to or there's yeah. stuff that you feel can't wait, so maybe that needs sort of scheduling in, so you know you're gonna check it at a certain time. 
Yeah. And I think like also that. trying to, yeah. Yeah. And also other things, um, I suppose I've just got a bit of a role here about things yeah. I've tried and might work, might not. I'm kind of working through like trying to message people on like one medium, not kind of oh, yeah. having, you know, text, WhatsApp, yeah. um, messenger, I don't know, all these, all these other different ones, like yeah. trying to talk to people through one. So you're kind of like, you're checking one, one app at a time rather yeah. than just kind of like multiple different things. Cause I, you could easily get dragged away to different ones. I, something else I found um, useful is like with, I guess I tend to check like podcasts now, like new release of podcasts. Every oh, yeah. day. It's almost like a new thing I need to check. It's kind of like I'm almost scrolling on Facebook. So I'm checking yeah. the latest podcast out yeah. on like luminary. I've got luminary. I've got um, Spotify. Yeah. And yeah. I've kind of, I suppose what it ties a bit into what you're saying, like being really purposeful with your, your information diet. Like, what do I really yeah. want to know about? It's like, well, yeah. actually I do want to know when these podcasts yeah. are releasing new podcasts. Cause when I see them, I can bookmark them and then listen to them when, when the time's right. Whereas if yeah. I was just kind of like looking at all Apple podcasts or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. then I'm just going to get lost in this jungle and get sucked yeah. into stuff that I'm not really interested in. So that's something being really purposeful with the, um, I guess like the music I consume, the podcasts I consume, you know, subscribing to pages on YouTube that I actually want to listen to. Um, and giving myself like that morning check to kind of go, right, I'm going to, so I won't try not try not to answer my phone for the first two hours of the day. Yeah. Like try not to do anything like that, but like check, check, check my YouTube, check if there's any new podcasts, check if there's any texts come through, like have a bit of like a, like a routine. I go bam, 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 check the football gossip. And then it's kind of like, (laughs) that's it for the day. Then I kind of know that's it until tomorrow. And it's, it's almost more, it's more enjoyable when it's like, in one go rather than kind of like drip fed throughout the day, I suppose. Yeah. There's also this, um, so I think we did cover this in the chimp paradox as well, but like when it's stuff that, I don't know if you're talking about, what, what did he call that? Low, low something leisure, um, like uh, low, low quality, quality leisure. leisure. It's kind yeah. of like, you know, you do it. So there are certain websites you might check. And that if, if you were asked, like, you'd be like, oh, I probably, you know, I don't, I don't want to spend my time doing this, but I, I know I do. It, it can be psychologically difficult to commit to scheduling to do that stuff because you're almost mm. committing to be someone who does that. But it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you do it anyway, but just <laughs> you do it like without <laughs> agency. You do it because your impulses drag you. So it's almost mm. like, just admit that you do that, schedule it in and then work with it from there you know mm. like if mm. i'm going to impulsively check the bbc sport app well like rather than just allow my compulsions to take me there but or just give myself you know 10 minutes every other day to to look at it or something and do it deliberately um, i think to give you more autonomy doesn't it more agency yeah yeah there's something um i guess this is probably the final thing i've kind of like written yeah. down just to kind of like bring up is um basically in short he's just like make yourself like busy like do strenuous yeah. interesting activities that are yeah. meaningful to you like then you're gonna have less time to do this like you know and you've had days where it's just like you're just back to back working or it just doesn't stop i know you had a yeah. week like that recently kind of you're seeing friends on the weekend and stuff like he's basically saying like you do, doing nothing is overrated and i quite liked that i think this <laughs> is kind of a, there's this tendency to think that like i uh, will be i just kind of want to do nothing tonight and just chill out 
that pretty much just means like chucking on TV and just flicking on your phone for most people. Yeah, like doing and nothing isn't literal, right? You will end up doing something and that something might be allowing Netflix mm. just to roll over or, or looking yeah. at and your email or... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and he's saying that like we we think when we're doing nothing, like the idea of doing something like strenuous and challenging yeah. isn't very appealing because we're kind of like, we're probably laying down and we're just like super relaxed. But he's like, when you're doing it, it's fine. You know, those yeah. days where you're just like, you're really busy and you're just like, you're doing lots of important, meaningful things to you. Like you're enjoying your life. You're in the moment. You're doing mm. things that are important to you. Whereas like yeah. it's maybe just getting in the habit of being that sort of person. Like you'll, you'll handle yeah. it rather than, and maybe it's about like designing your life. So you're not kind of like the sort of person who's like absolutely busting their ass and so tired and burnt out from their work that yeah. they come home and they've got no option but just to kind of like flick through their phone or just kind of do do mindless things it's like what why are you being so mindless is it because yeah. you've got too much time to kill or you're not investing your time in meaningful activities and i'm not saying that in a critical way it's just it was just a really interesting observation that i quite liked that it's like well in reality, if you're on your phone too much, it's probably because there aren't other things that are interesting to you at that point in time. Yeah. But there's got to be something else dragging you away, something more meaningful, more purposeful, you know? Yeah. So there are all these strategies we've like touched on that allow us to minimize, reduce, and more purposely look at our digital mm. life such that we extract the value we want from it whilst not being um, caught up in the addiction of it. But then he's saying, Either, as you point out, either we're doing that because we haven't got other stuff on, or at least once we do minimize and cut stuff out, we're suddenly going to find ourselves with all this time. <laughs> and yes. it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, how do you want to fill that, it? That's going to be really difficult <laughs> unless you've, unless you have things you want to do, unless you have hobbies, unless you, mm. um, mm. so yeah, in, in, he talks about like a couple of different things. One is like physically doing and making things with your hands, like crafts, like fixing stuff. And I really, uh, um resonated with some of this because like recent well recently in the last year of moving into this place i done like lots of diy like putting up shelves and like drilling into walls and stuff and like that sort of stuff can feel so satisfying like you paint a wall you drill into it you hang up your guitar hanging you hang up that guitar and it just feels really nice to see, yeah, like, nice. Yeah. have tangible things you've made and created so he talks he has like a whole chapter on that and how like trying to fill your mm. your you know find hobbies where you're actually using your hands in a skillful way um whether that's playing the guitar or whether that's um you know fixing stuff around the house it's and he also talks about like sort of scheduled social time. Talks a lot about like mm -hmm. um, people that do board gaming or yeah. clubs, and yeah, it's kind of like yeah, meet up with people, join groups. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. once you, I think, fill these into your life, like you'll have well, there'll be less cravings to be checking on the digital stuff because you'll be filled with other, other um, activities. And and also that you'll you'll recognise the difference. Like oh, I, I I feel the difference between these two types of connection now. Like I, I can see why one like actually socialising in a group it outweighs, you know, the time I would have spent on my phone. I think something that's kind of is slightly linked to that in terms of like you know how how disconnected it makes us from our bodies. You know, like yeah. we we're we're not able to sit with like physical sensations in our bodies and the 
the physical connection we feel when we're talking to people. Maybe it's not a physical connection, but there's a there's a sense we have when we're with someone doing something meaningful and and deep. Like it, it hits us different psychologically. Mm. It, it means something. It, may, it makes us feel alive. Whereas te- technology doesn't have that for us. It's so shallow and and numbing, and it's not the real thing. You know, mm. and I think that's what that's what I've found worrying. You know, when, when I reflect on it, and I'm if I've slipped in my technology use, or I'm needing to reevaluate because I've kind of one too many habits have slipped. Like that's the that's the thing I berate myself about. I'm like, you're not you're not in the moment. You're not in your mm. body. You're not yeah. you're not alive. Like it, it it almost feels it's kind of like it's draining the life out of us. And I think it sounds a bit drastic, yeah. but it's yeah, uh, yeah. you know being in social groups and having meaningful activities to do where you're like yeah connecting your hands you're out in nature you're with people doing stuff that like matters to you like on a you know like it's really intentional to you is yeah there's nothing quite like it whereas yeah the phone will never ever be able to do that technology will never be able to do that on your deathbed as well like you're gonna you're gonna wish you'd spent more time on your phone yeah yeah yeah, it's it's hard I, i think also kind of in this i'm I'm hearing myself talk that it's not, it's not helpful to kind of be like, this is really bad for you. Stop doing what you're doing, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. more like find like be a bit gentler on yourself. Like this has captured you. This has taken over the world. Yeah, <laughs> it's not personal. Maybe, like it's everywhere. Yeah, right? it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you're something you can do about, about it is like finding out what's important to you, doing more of it. And then being more intentional with your your phone use. I suppose that'd probably be my wrap up and takeaway. Yeah. Like trying to find the balance between the two, like addressing the phone use, but also filling, as you said, like filling that free time you now have with meaningful things, meaningful connections. Yeah. Well, he's he talked about um yeah. I felt sad reading this, that like with you know, pe- generations that were around before this technology. It was about refinding those things you used to do. So you know you, you would have used to have done more things with your hands and hung out in more social groups. Mm. Um, so you can kind of recapture that. He's like, but for the iGen, there'll be many people, you know, um, I guess from mid twenties and, and below who who just never would have done that, like because they always would have grown up in a time where screens could fill your free time. So mm. they might have never really learned any physical skills with hands or, or been in many like groups outside of school or something which um mm. and so it's like refinding that well finding that for the first time uh, yeah and it's like that's huge that's, re- that's potentially really sad if that's the case for a lot of people mm. Mm. I, I i just i enjoyed it it was good it was a good book i thought i, I i'm glad we i'm glad we we chose this one i think um yeah. i guess you know thinking about how we, we've done like yeah the physical minimalism side of things and yeah, this the philosophy is, kind of is like, the same, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah, about yeah. being deliberate with what you bring into your life, whether that's physical stuff, whether that's digital stuff. I guess with this, it's probably just more difficult. You know, getting rid of all my stuff <laughs> was hard enough. But yeah, I I want to cover one more thing. Just it was more personal, but um, mm. it's just what and it's just one thing you don't think until your, my attention was raised to it, I didn't realize how much, but so my online banking is on my phone. Like this is the only, mm-hmm. it doesn't have a desktop version. They don't have physical buildings. It's just an app. And, um, and all those notifications were coming through. So every time I'd spend, it would ping me or, and every time I got, you know, sent money, it would, and 
and because like and i would be sort of reacting to that especially you know with because i'm self-employed with yeah. business stuff i, I want to get like any um payments or receipts in in um in my logs and in my tax return and stuff so i'd be sort of reacting to that as and when and i was like you know sometimes i'd wake up and i'd take my phone off airplane mode and and notes from the bank notifications from the bank would be the first things i get and i'd be sort of reacting to that as like that's definitely something you can just schedule you know <laughs> twice a week once a week you don't need to like respond to this and it's it's something that felt so obvious once i realized it was a habit i just picked up and it's so yeah. um seemingly trivial because it's like he's addicted to their banking app right <laughs> but like um it's such a yeah, it's probably made such quite a, a big difference to my day-to-day life just to schedule that and turn off all those notifications and just not look at my banking until I've given myself a little block of time to sort that out once Yeah, Yeah. It's interesting the things we kind of get dragged to. It's not just yeah. kind of a, a like on a post or anything. Like yeah, that. yeah. Things too. Yeah. Cool. All right, well, I, I reckon um, I reckon we've given that a good crack. I'm, I really enjoyed, um, really enjoyed doing that with you. I was, I was looking forward to that one. I feel like we've done some... Uh, and some some good books that feel quite um relevant to us at the moment um th- this is one i definitely wanted to to look at at the time reading you know i was kind of making a lot of changes i guess it's going to be an ongoing thing yeah for me and us in terms of our tech tech use and uh trying yeah, to uh, yeah. yeah choose a more focused life in a noisy world according yeah. to cal newport yeah um yeah. so next week We'll be covering, um, or next week or in the next few weeks, we'll be covering um, social chemistry, um, which I think is going to be quite interesting. I thought it'd be good to look a bit about how we uh, we develop friendships, how we maintain relationships, how we uh, maintain our connections. Do our friends know our friends? How do we get to know people? And how is that related to our to our character? And how can we uh, how can we build more, I guess, yeah, meaningful relationships in mm. our lives? I'm I'm kind of you know, a third, a third of the way through it so far. So I'm, uh, I'm getting the gist of it, but it was, a, it was a, she was, uh, the author was, uh, on a, a podcast to listen to. And I thought it'd be a really good one for us to discuss and maybe, um, relating it to the, uh, the digital world as well. Like how, mm. how do we maintain friendships, uh, across the world and through technologies when, uh, when we're not all entirely free at the moment. Mm. So yeah, I thought, yeah. thought it'd be a good one. So looking yeah. forward to doing that one with you next week. Mate. Nice. Yeah. I liked it the first chapter. So it's about networking, right. And how the, type of networks you have really radically affect your lifestyle and you might not even realize it so it'd be interesting to dig into that all right we'll uh chat to you next week then cheers mate good stuff